Okay, today we're talking about all things friendship. And I want to start with a really bold statement. Uh-oh. Okay, so if you, if I had to choose, and this is, so if you have little ears in the room, whatever, don't don't let them hear this part. If I had to choose between laughing with you or not laughing with you versus like having intimacy with you and not having intimacy with you, I don't know what I would choose. I feel like laughter is such a huge part of our friendship, but intimacy is also a huge part of our friendship and our bond. Is this a bad way to start the, the episode? <laughs> I, I thought if you were gonna, I thought you were gonna say if I could choose between having intimacy or laughing with you. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say laughing, laughing during intimacy. That's the. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no, I, I would actually pose that question no. to our listeners. Yeah. What you know? Think about that. Laughter is one aspect of friendship. So we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about it. We're going to look at what God's Word says, uh, first and foremost, uh, but also um, talk about society and kind of contrast ourselves against society and how we're called to friendship as people, but also as a married couple. So it's going to be a fun talk. See you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. So, I I don't know about that. So, hopefully no one writes in and says, you're crazy (laughs) for saying the, you know, basically comparing laughter and intimacy but i mean think about it but laughter builds intimacy i feel like because it really breaks down the walls at least between you and i whenever i'm like freaking out about something and can't like i'm just going in circles you just pop a joke or something and you you pick at it and it just it it kind of just it diffuses diffuses there's the word yeah all manner of marriage yes yes well intimacy has the same effect too at times yeah right sometimes sometimes i think it's easier to laugh than to get in bed with each other yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> that's, that's up for debate. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> oh, we better get back yeah, so, on our conversation. Yeah, so it's it's, it's going to be an interesting talk. And, you know, friendship's one of those things that I feel like our, uh, our society, again, okay, we just have to be aware of the water we're swimming in. Yeah. And you had mentioned it as we were gearing up for this, how when you hear the word friend, you think like, so-and-so sent you a friend request. Well, it's no, it's just weird to me that, that the word friend can have such a, a scale, right? So we have mm, the, the yeah. whole like social media add friend. It doesn't say add person. It's like add friend. Add right? contact. Contact. Yeah. Okay, no, well, there it doesn't it say that. It says add friend. Okay. So it's like, it's assuming that I want to be friends with these people. But then I think, but the deepest friendships that I have are not based on social media. We are on social media to stay connected, mm. but our friendship Outside of that is what I would definitely categorize as like deep friendship. Right. And so it's just, I feel like friendship should just have, should just be defined as friendship, not deep friendship or loose friendship. Well, the like thing acquaintance, is, they're just different scales, I guess. And so it's hard to, how do you, how do you say that someone is your friend? Like you're my best friend, Ryan, but like I have other girlfriends that are really good friends, but I never call them like my best friend. That is actually right. reserved kind of for you. But Well, I'm honored. But you're right. Yeah, this the idea of a friend is a loaded topic, and I think it's important for us to be super clear about what that means as a as as a married couple. What our friendship should actually look like. Yeah. So before we do that, housekeeping, your turn. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. You go. <laughs> All right. Well, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review. 
hit that five star rating give us a nice little oh, review <laughs> just encouraging there uh no we we appreciate the honest reviews um because it helps us you know we want the content to be helpful yes. to people yes both li- current listeners and future listeners so we are constantly reading those yeah, and adjusting just trying to make sure yes make sure yeah. we're still striking chords there um and if you want to support this podcast you can do so via patreon it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash fierce marriage and it's basically just a direct way for you to support us financially. Um, mm. And there are some incentives incentives depending on what level you decide to support. Um, obviously, prayer is a free one, and we appreciate that, I would say, all the more. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for all your prayers. But if you do feel like you want to uh, pr- uh, partner with us financially, you can go and do that that way. And that keeps this podcast ad-free, and it helps us um, mm. just produce everything I'm not yeah. doing it great. Well, you, I, I feel you, like you're I, judging I, me I'd right now. I give you a B on that. I'm not the marketing person. Well, Let's talk about the Bible and then we can training. go. Okay. <laughs> anyway, patreon.com slash fierce marriage. <laughs> if you have any questions or if you hear anything on this podcast that prompts a question, please ask. You can do so by calling or texting in at 971-333-1120. You can go on our podcast page, fiercemarriage.com slash podcast, and there's a form you can fill out there. That's really good. Good Boom. job. So someone did write in and i need to apologize lots of people that actually write in which is great Thank yeah you. yeah we do read someone them. did but they specifically about the latest episode before which one? Oh, two it was a week ago okay. so it would have been a week and a half ago it's the one with adam and chelsea griffin we mm-hmm. talked about abortion mm-hmm. ivf birth control and babies wow it was a, it was was a, a good really one. good talk. I feel like it was very productive. I made a mistake in that, and someone lovingly called me on it and said, because I, I made a joke about, uh, what is it, family, uh, natural family planning. Oh, it was like Russian I, roulette or something yeah. you said. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I, I, I say, I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. It's a legitimate way. And I think it, a godly is, way of yes. managing like birth control and the and for yes, it's a, couple a it's a very God's legitimate heart. way. The only thing with like f- the official like family planning and books that I've seen and kind of heard from other friends is that they can be very um, commanding and very like just dictating to and people very judgmental. and judgmental. They're very judgmental because so they're talking I think down that, to you the whole time right. you're reading about and this so, thing. And that shouldn't yeah. be the case when you're. But, yeah when you're considering children right and when you're praying about that so i think there's just yeah there's a little so i could have not i could have left that out and it could have been a great conversation so i do apologize but if you want to get that whole conversation i think it was it was very yeah, it helpful was to many people very it was very helpful to us illuminating to us yep and we are going to have another uh, conversation probably sometime in the fall with yeah. a doctor from australia she's uh, at notre dame in sydney and her name is dr megan best I, I think we have her on the calendar but she's going to talk about that whole topic again but her initial talk that she gave at the gospel coalition uh, was what really like kind of catalyzed my heart mm. in this area. So anyway, that's that was an old episode. Go back; it's like the two two episodes before this one. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. So I, I, so we do get those questions. We do get yes. your feedback. I think that came through a comment on our actual blog because we have every podcast episode on our blog as well. Yeah. You can listen to and respond to those there directly. So anyway, um, yeah, yeah. So we're just gonna kind of jump into our a little bit of our story before mm. we. Um, kind of talk about the discussion because it has to do with the discussion so we are talking about like friend the enduring friendship in marriage and so when ryan and i were dating it was the summer before our senior year so it was we we're mm-hmm. juniors we had been dating for about a year and you decided that you were going to go on a missions trip like a good holy christian i was boy. not i did not decide god I was, led you i was led <laughs> you were but you were gonna go to, on a missions trip to panama and i was like i don't 
want to do that and it wouldn't be good i think for our relationship because you're not allowed to date on those trips obviously yeah, hello they call, they would and call that you would get uh, what's the what's the word you get bon voyaged or something like that bv'd <laughs> bv'd like sent home <laughs> like if you started a romantic i think we both knew that going on a mission trip as a dating couple was just not a good idea um it, and super awkward but i, I was think. missionary dating you for sure <laughs> you were not and that you were you were not you were just a heathen and i was the other way I was on mission trying to get anyways you, you decided to go on a missions trip um to panama and so I decided I'm not sticking around this summer, so I'm going to go get a job, apparently, in Ohio, <laughs> of all places, Zanesfield, Ohio, at a, a horse riding camp. And it was kind of more of a Western horse riding camp. There was some English stuff there, but it Yeehaw. wasn't. Yeah, it was It was, It was. was going to be like eight to ten weeks, I think, of just being a counselor, and it was great. But it was kind of sad, obviously, to say goodbye for that time. Plus, I wasn't. it's not like we had internet. We weren't going to be texting each other. And you were in a different country, and I didn't know. We never knew if we were going to be able to really talk or if you got any of my letters. Apparently, you sent a bunch of letters that I never got. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so, good. anyways, it's good this you didn't is... get them because they were they were packed with bad theology. I was, <laughs> as I was learning, I know, but I missed yeah. you so much, and I didn't get that much like response. But it was good for my heart. I grew in a lot of ways. Anyways, before we left, Ryan got us these matching sort of like necklaces it's not girly they were it's called the mizpah penny you they're probably... pendants not necklaces <laughs> there Goodness. is a pendant and so it's like the the best friend's heart but it's not a heart it's a circle and it was called the mizpah penny and it says on it it's a, a, a verse from genesis 31 it says the lord watched over me and thee while we are absent one from another and so mm. it was you know word every day just reminded me of him and he didn't know the actual like st- biblical story behind it right. with Jacob and Laban. <laughs> but I was like, wow, a verse that talks about like, you know, God watching over us and his friends and like all yeah. that. It just felt very connected to me and um, always reminded me of him. But so we, we, <laughs> we were thinking about this as we were writing and talking about friendship. Hold up. And, what? Hold up. Because I remember you, <laughs> you also did something. Side? I, I, I don't know where I got this thing. I don't know how I found it. I don't I don't know any of that stuff. I do know that I meant what it says. Yeah. Like the Lord watched between us. Didn't know the background, which um, if you're not aware, it is mostly used to refer to a place near Gilead, apparently. <laughs> His first usage in Genesis 31 uh, refers to it. Uh, refers to it as a pillar of stone set up by Jacob and Laban. The pillar of stones acted as a witness to the bond between the two men. Mm-hmm. So in this case, I just commandeered that meaning and said it's for my girlfriend and me. <laughs> but you also... But it was based on our friendship, though. Absolutely. I mean, we were yeah. dating, but it was very much like our friendship that was yep. our glue. And you had set me up with like... I was gone for 60 days. Was it 60? Yeah, two full months. Wow. In Panama. Well, plus training on either end. That's true. And debriefing. So it was probably like 70 days. And you had given me a letter for... Remember that? You gave me a letter for every day. (laughs) Yeah. And there was like a picture of you and some little sweet note. Not every day, but sometimes a note, yeah. Or some picture from our high school, you know, shenanigans. (laughs) I remember that. And they were all like actual film pictures. (laughs) Because that's how we took pictures back in the... Not digital. Back in the early 18... Late 1800s when we were dating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this was probably like 2000, 2000. Yeah, it was, uh, it yeah, was actually summer. 1999. Yeah. Oh, the summer wow. of 99. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting old. So that's a little story uh, for you all about us. But all of that to say, um, what there, is friendship? there was a young, there was a, a friendship right. between us. I think you, you made the things that I 
remembered about you that attracted me to you were mm. the aspects like friendship a things aspects of our friendship yeah you were smart like i wanted to hear you talk about things in our english class and <laughs> brainiac type things <laughs> yeah, yeah. um the scarlet letter no <laughs> but you, well and then you were Some like you were wrath. super brilliant i mean you took ap calculus ap bio you did really well. great in all of those you're a very smart person and which served me very well in college <laughs> I'm saying that satirically. <laughs> you did get out of some classes, but I was like, anyways, uh, I won't share that story. But it was embarrassing. But it was it was. I feel like it, um, the time in high school when we met, it really developed our friendship as young people because we were in a conservative high school. You weren't supposed to have PDA, so it was like our friendship was the main way we communicated and like showed affection oh, yeah. towards each other. And we, we wrote were, we were notes friends to each long other before we were lovers. <laughs> We were. And I mean, the way you always have made me laugh from like the beginning, <laughs> yeah. m intentionally or not well, intentionally. Likewise. Same goes for you. No one makes me laugh harder than um, you. So there's just, it was our friendship that really brought us together. And I think that's true for a lot of couples, right? They mm, yep. they may have been friends before they were lovers. Now this is just going to be. <laughs> Why can't we be lovers when we can? Uh, that was not that, cute how, or scripted. How can we be lovers if we can't be friends? It's, that's a good question. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good, so a lot of times... Okay, so marriage podcasts will say, okay, how can we keep the spark alive, mm. right? They'll focus on how can we keep this, whatever the spark is, like, what is this? I don't even know. It's like, it's a transformer thing. <laughs> the all spark. The all spark. Anyway, how can we keep that spark alive? And usually they'll say, okay, well, you need to do, it's very prescriptive, right? right? So be intimate this often. Do this when you're intimate together. Go on these crazy dates and do this stuff. All that stuff's fine. It's Okay. It is. I just want to be aware. I want you to be aware, listener. It's it's somewhat prescriptive. Right? What they're right. trying to do is get you back to this place that you were when you met. Right. And a lot of times that place is a foundation. It, it, it ideally is a foundation of friendship, right? It's it's, it's a, It makes for a shallow marriage if people meet and it's purely on like a physical grounds right. and they're just attracted <laughs> physically, but maybe, you know, they're not attracted in any other way, emotionally, mm -hmm. spiritually, mm -hmm. uh, in any of those significant ways. <laughs> and that's, that makes for a really hard marriage, I think, right. because you have to, because the physical stuff is so fleeting. Right. And so a lot of the marriage advice that we get is how do we get back to that spark Right. Of friendship, laughter, uh, freshness, well, newness, the novelty. The idea of friendship has evolved since even biblical times. You know, we see mm. friendships in the Bible where they're like, so-and-so kiss each other on the mouth. And you're kind of like, ew. Yeah, like but, dudes. Yeah. And it was it was just like. But a, it was a, very much like a symbolism of their mm -hmm. and a representation of their bond and their friendship that ran deep. And it wasn't like today where we have a thousand friends on our profile. You know, it's like yeah. they they. It's deep versus wide. Yes. Yeah, that's what you're trying to say. So yes. we have a very wide view of friendship. I mean, take an audit real fast. At one point, I, you know, it became, it was like a badge of honor, right? Mm -hmm. To have like the more followers, the more friends you had on, like mm -hmm. when Facebook was new, when Twitter, it's super creepy. It's like, I'm not, I'm not your friend, but I'm your follower. Mm -hmm. Like, what is that, a cult? <laughs> or I, I follow you. What am I, a stalker now? Yeah. Um, so there's this weird kind of connection yeah. that we have that honestly is just a... They're bits and bytes in a relational database. That's mm. all it is. And I mean relational as in like the database term. Right. That these, this just connects your account to another account and all of a sudden we're friends. Right. And so there's this very broad view of what friendship is. And the biblical view is very, very different. It's very deep. It's, it's very, very deep. intentional. It's very curated, it's got, selective. Yes. Yeah. It's got boundaries. It's got direction. It's got purpose. 
it's mm. it's got it serves purpose, right? Right. Right. <laughs> well, use I, our words here. So, how, so I want to ask one quick question. We're going to look at a few different texts from the Bible mm-hmm. on friendship, but I want to ask: How has this cultural view of friendship influ- infiltrated or influenced our own marriage? Yeah. Well, it, I think we have a. I think. I feel like our marriage is kind of somewhat of a standard for me for friendships because there's a high level of honesty and transparency between you and I. There's a Mm. high level of communication that can happen because of that transparency and because of the friendship, Mm. because of just the joy that we share and the time that we've spent together. So time is a big, big factor to me. If I met you last week Mm. and we connect on a lot of different levels, um, I feel like we're probably like connected, but as far as like our friendship running deep to where I know that we can walk through hard things together, that's, that's a testimony of like true friendship. Hmm. I would say this, okay. And this is just a contrast and it's in our own marriages as well. Listener, you might ask yourself these questions, but I would say that biblical or worldly friendship. Okay. So worldly friendship is transactional. Mm. Biblical friendship Mm. is transcendent. And what I mean by that is not, it's not anything above God or anything, but it's 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 transcends this world. It transcends like human right. knowledge because we've had friends. It's a deep soul thing, right? Is what I'm trying to say, right? And so, and when it's we, enduring because I feel like friendships lasts. of today, like yeah. friendships without Jesus or without any sort of the gospel, um, they're very hard friendships to keep. Yeah, and it's like as soon as you stop being beneficial to me, then our right. our transactions very over. Yes, selfish and, so, and self-serving versus right. And the so Bible. that that selfishness can sometimes, if we're not careful, mm. infiltrate and mm-hmm. influence our own marriage, oh, our yeah. marriages. And that I expect you to we, like we should connect easily and quickly, yeah. or it's not worth it. Yeah. Or our trans like you should give me what I want. I'll give you what you want, and we'll be good. Like we see couples that. And this is you, okay? There's not any like biblical scripture that condemns this. I'm saying that it's probably not wise, but we see couples that keep everything separate. Mm-hmm. I, we got a message from a couple uh, last week who said her husband um, keeps a completely separate account. They both pay half of their rent mm-hmm. or half their mortgage. They both buy their own groceries. Wow. Like these are your groceries. These are my groceries. They're married. I think I read somewhere, I think it was in the Roloff's book, they said, if we're going to unify our bodies, we need to unify our lives, like Ooh, in our accounts. Oh, baby. I know. I was like, yeah, guys. And I completely agree. And that was a really eloquent way to, to, to word it. I think it goes against the spirit of unity to yeah. keep anything like that separate. But we, okay, so maybe that's a really ex- extreme example, but our friendships a lot of times end up having that transactional nature to right, them. Right, Where I get home from work or I get home from whatever, and it's like, you're upset. And I'm just like, I, I'm not taking time to empathize with you. Mm-hmm. I'm taking, basically, you've stopped being an advantageous friendship. Yeah. So as soon as you're ready to be advantageous to me again, then we can talk. And otherwise, I'm just going to go to sleep or I'm going right. to ignore you or we're going to have cold we're communication. We're not really like having a relationship. We're it's not, not building yeah. a friendship. So there's a couple of examples. Well, there's a lot of examples actually in the Bible of uh-huh. friendship. We have Elijah and Elisha. Right. Um, I so- love this. It's in Second Kings. Yeah, you too. go ahead. Okay, and he's um, he's talking to yeah. Elijah is talking to Elisha. He said, "Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel." But Elisha said, "As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you." So they went down to Bethel together. I added yeah. that last part. I feel like there's such a loyalty in the mm-hmm. the biblical friendships. There's just this unwavering i'm gonna Mm. stick with you and there's something about that loyalty that draws you in as like if i was not the one Mm. if i was if i was elijah was that the one yeah and and elisha said that i will not leave you i'd be like 
well, I'm not going to leave you either. Yeah, like, okay, then. <laughs> okay, is, well, let's it's go. It's done, yeah. We done are, and done. Yeah, we're bound together. Yeah. Um, there's another one I from... Like, I like David and Jonathan's... Go ahead, yeah. ...friendship. Um, in First Samuel 18, 1, it says, As soon as he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And if you actually read a few more of those verses, he says it three times. He says, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Mm. Like three times in a row in the same... in verse one two and three it, it ends with that yeah and so whenever anything is like repeated in scripture i think mm. it's definitely something we should take note of and take heed of <laughs> yeah he did he did he did heed the words no that's so good and yeah the, the repetition is important mm-hmm. it's meant to drive a point home that there was this unique soul connection between yeah. john jonathan and david that was that was special and it needed to be brought to our attention i asked the question is are, are these things they're, they're scarce. Friendships are scarce right. in the Bible. I feel like that's why you see these deep, deep bonds. Because when you have but one or two right. brothers or sisters, right. like you are clinging to them right. for soul survival right. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and that, the, the breadth of our reach, there's a lot that goes into this in well, terms of our worldview. But we in the West, okay, yeah. hear me out. We in the West have this attitude that we are like gods in that we are yeah. limitless in our knowledge because we can look anything up at any time. Right. We're limitless in our reach we because... Be present anywhere. I can be right? pre- present anywhere because I can have all these friends. Well, we I have this idea is. that I'm just infinite. Yeah. And we are not infinite people. That's we are finite, yeah. limited beings. And we are it's designed good. relationally. Yes. And it's good. We're designed to be limited relationally as yeah. well. Well, I know how interesting it is, right, that things like depression, anxiety, and loneliness have skyrocketed since the invention of social mm. media, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's like the data don't when you get know. into it. It's, it's unbelievable. And it's scary yeah. to me in some ways that, you know, people don't know how to have face-to-face friendships very well. They don't know how to socialize. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to talk through hard things. They're really good at, like, banter and... They're good at, you know, agreeing on something together and being loud and annoying about it. Sorry, mm-hmm. this has come from going out of the house sometimes and hearing people talk. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? I love annoyed Selena. That's uh, one of my favorite But anyways, we, we don't have this because we don't understand and we're not teaching. Nobody's teaching like the children. Nobody's leading young people. Not nobody. There are people right. and ministries that are leading young people. But how how safe they feel texting versus face-to-face like mm. it, you know what i mean so anyways you're gonna talk about job's friends too which i i was yeah. like wait what which friends are you talking about because job didn't his friends were like you need to curse god and die yeah which we're not was not very so encouraging job did have three i would say that they're good friends who made a mistake right they're good friends that made Fair a enough. mistake and that he so he was going through all of his stuff job was being you know basically um just pull you know I don't know how to say it. Well, yeah, like all Runk, his ki- children were killed and he was diseased. And <clears throat> yeah, it's like you can't really say it. Everything. So much is happening yeah. to him. And his friends, um, at one point, they were very, they, they, they came to him. They were empathetic toward him. Mm-hmm. And at one, But at one point, Job was weary of their unha- unhelpful rhetoric. <laughs> and that one writer said, he told them, you are miserable comforters, all of you. And that comes from Job 16. <laughs> um so, but I, so they, he, they were miserable in the sense that they basically said, curse God and die. Right. Cause you've obviously sinned and done all these things and yeah. that you're, you know, um, wrong understanding. Of- but there, I, I love the sites. Gotquestions.org is an amazing, um, resource if you're a believer, but, but they talk about his, or were Job's friends wrong or were they right? And what do they do right? Or what do they do wrong? Mm. And he wrote, and I'm just going to quote them directly. He said, uh, Job's friends did at least three things right that can be seen in Job 2. First, they came to him when he was suffering. Second, they 
empathized with him. And the quote is, they began to weep aloud and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. Okay, that's a that's an expression of extreme empathy, extreme mm-hmm. sorrow. Third, they spent time with him um, and they were just by his side. Mm. Verse 13 states they were with him for seven days before they offered their advice. Um, they commiserated with their friend in silence. Mm. Commiseration is like you're feeling the same sorrow, or the, the same pain alongside somebody. You're that miserable. Is, that is them. the thing that... I, again, I think our society has lost being able to sit with people and mm. sit in the pain, weep with them, commiserate, and not not in the the sense of like you know just not gossip and not bashing and like wallowing. Yeah, I think it's it's being present with them through hard times. Right, we mm. all just want to be positive and live on this happy sunshine, but with, world but, without a solution. That's right, the thing is right. just sitting there and being like. We All don't right. know. Well, this and this is terrible. Let's let's just sit in this terrible thing together right. and just know that I'm here with you and I yeah. love you and I'm not leaving. Sometimes things just take time, right? Right. And so we look we see those examples. <clears throat> so we're talking through examples of biblical friendship. Right. Um there's also you guys this is the most beautiful picture too. So we see Elijah and Elisha. We see David and Jonathan. We see Job and his friends and there's so many other examples as right. well. But then what? We see Jesus. Mhm who himself said, greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. Well, who laid down his mm. life for us? Jesus. Another verse in Proverbs says, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That's Proverbs eighteen twenty four. Who is that friend who sticks closer than a brother? Mm. That's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, this comes from John. It says, no longer do I call you servants, for the servant doesn't know what his Lord does, but I've called you friends. For everything that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. Mm. Again, who is talking there? It's Jesus. So, so Jesus is our ultimate example of friendship, meaning that he is, he's not a, he's not a standoffish savior. Mm. And that's hard for me. He I tend to be like, you're king and you're savior. Thank you for being a savior. Right. You're king. I'm just going to worship you from a distance. Like right. I'll report to it's you like friendsh- weekly. Yep. It's the friendship that really closes that gap mm-hmm. and brings that humanity to like, creator of the world mm-hmm. and king of all kings like the friendship aspect is the one that really yeah bonds us together closes mm-hmm. the gap personalizes mm-hmm. you know yes who, who jesus is and what i love that and then we, we asked the questions in marriage podcast so how does this apply to our marriage mm. well what are husbands called to love their wives like mm. how christ loved the church mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, laying laying down close. his life for his friends. <laughs> I would lay down my life for you in a heartbeat. I know you would. I would lay down my life for you in a heartbeat. I and I hope I would not cower in <laughs> if that opportunity God came and I had to do strength. that. But I'd give the point you the is, look. <laughs> yeah, you best you be, you better lay your life down right now. <laughs> but like we are called to love each other with yes. that sense of self resignation. Mm. I'm resigned unto you. I'm laying down my life. For my friend, my wife, mm. for my friend, my husband, obviously you were saying that. And so that's an amazing, amazing picture. And we have Christ's friendship. We also have his example of friendship. Mm-hmm. And get this, the Holy Spirit now indwells us, Galatians 5, mm-hmm. indwells us and enables us to live not according to our sinful desires, not according to the fruits of the flesh, but mm-hmm. fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, yeah. gentleness, and self-control. So all those different things are flowing out of us as our friendship is being matured and we and we just have to basically um let the holy spirit do the holy spirit's doing Mm -hmm. but also be um, aware of how the bible has given us what the bible has said about the value of friendship and the the effects it has on us so based on that uh, yeah and again i think we have to understand that friendship plays an important role in terms of our covenant 
right? If you just Google like friendship and marriage and like anything Christian or gospel centered, I guess would probably be more, it's weird that those are two different things. But Mm. anyways, um, a lot of it, a lot of the experts are saying that when a marriage, when the friendship in a marriage dries up, that is where like division happens. That is where things start falling apart. You start feeling distant as, as an individual, you start seeking intimacy somewhere else and not necessarily sexual, but you, you, Hmm. we desire and crave friendship, that relationship. And so if I'm not getting it from you, I'm going to go somewhere else where I can get it. Like, because I need that. I need that as a mm, human being, right? God wired that in me, but because if there is not depth, there is not friendship. Right. And you need that depth to have And And your marriage is one of the, primary places you can experience if not the primary place mm-hmm. a relationship uh human relationship that you can experience such a deep friendship with yeah I because would say, you are stuck together for for time right you're doing stuff day in and day out together mm-hmm. and your covenant is again we talk about it being a living breathing thing it's not when the friendship fades it turns your covenant turns contractual right yeah that's good yeah and i do want to make a quick distinction because I think it's good and right for you to have same-sex close friends outside of yes. your marriage, and that's totally fine. Like so, girlfriends having girlfriends. Yeah, Selena, like, you're uh, like you float above them all in terms of you're my best, absolute best friend. There's no one else. If I had to choose to spend an entire day with anybody, I would spend spend it with you. Totally with you because I would too. You're my, with me. You're the one that I, would, <laughs> <laughs> I just you. love myself. With you, <laughs> I'm, I, you have to love yourself first before you love <laughs> pop psychology. Um, Sorry. Anyway, I would spend it with you, yeah. but there are guys that I would consider my brothers in arms, mm-hmm. close, close friends. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be on the same plane as you because they can't possibly be my wife. <laughs> there, you are my not. wife, <laughs> but I, you know, I can think through all the guys in our community group, all the guys that I could call on if, if, if something happened to you, I could come to them for help. Mm-hmm. Something happened to our family. Or if we needed anything, I could go to them for help. Right. They would be there to commiserate and to help where they could, mm-hmm. to offer advice, to offer yeah. money, to offer, you know, we've, we've done that in the past recently. We've, we provide uh, meals and right. even just, just raw finances um, based just on service, friendship yeah. and just that depth of relationship. Of course you would give in other ways to other people yeah. that maybe you're not friends with at other times, but um yeah. So how does this, I just want to look tangibly. Okay. What is based on the biblical text? Right. Based on the biblical text, what is a friendship or how does a friendship actually work itself out within our lives and within our marriage? So, so what are some of the attributes, I guess you're yeah, asking, of, attributes of, of a friendship and mm-hmm. what that looks like in so marriage? The themes we, that I see as I was going through different proverbs and different, you know, yeah. the topical study is it's basically affinities and affections. Yes. Yes. Friendships are affinities of, and affections. Yeah. There's a lot of emotional. And affiliate. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Affinities, affections, and affiliations. So there's a sense of. Are we, you just trying to alliterate here? Well, you know, it's my thing. Okay. It's, it's the marketing mind. You and, go. So you anyway, go. thanks for so just it, calling me out on sorry it. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. I love alliteration. You know that. It's, it's just not. Makes they're it more not powerful. legitimate points if they're not alliterative. It's true. So. <laughs> affiliations affinities and affections so affiliations being like we are we are working toward the same end Mm. namely like a faith affiliation the sense that we are serving jesus alongside each other we just spoke with um uh we were on another podcast Mm -hmm. yesterday we did an interview married life the married life and we hung out on the phone with them Mm -hmm. and afterward I, i was just encouraging them a little bit i said hey you guys keep doing what you're doing i said it's an honor they're i think they're based in ohio 
uh, uh, Indiana. Indiana. They're in Indiana. I said, it's an honor serving Jesus alongside of you, even though we're thousands of miles apart. I consider them friends. I would consider them friends. Yeah. Now, granted, we're not going to call them first because we just got to know them. But because of that affiliation, that sense that we are both. We're in we're, arms together. Yeah, we're, we're serving Jesus right, together. Right. That is deeper than, than 90, 99% of the other worldly friendships that we might have. So with that in mind, the affinities, the affiliations, and the affections, uh, friendships do have a tangible way of playing out in our lives. Namely, they affect our joy. Mm-hmm. Right. What is well, I would say, yeah, I mean, I would say that friendships generally, you know, outside your marriage included, but friendships are, are very emotional, right? They're, it's it's a very like give and take kind of emotional thing that you mm-hmm. <laughs> you interact with, right? Yeah. And then... Um, well, I want to talk in that in that sense, because a friend can actually speak what the Bible consider, or calls a, a word fitly spoken. Right. It's like apples of gold and settings of silver. Mm-hmm. It's not saying that they're gold, like apples made of gold. Right, it's right. saying that they're like golden <laughs> apples. Yes. They're gold, like that type of apple. And it's a beautiful, delicious thing in the right setting. Like a friend right. can do that. And a friend would would have that um, that effect on us. So they would affect our joy. Absolutely. There's lots uh, lots to be said about comforting a friend through right. therefore affecting your joy. Well, and it's big, you know, friends, friends affect our character. Ooh, I mean, baby. who affects, honestly, you're probably the one that affects me the most in terms of my character because you know my character. Mm. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so I think that, which is hard, right? Because when you call me out on something in terms of my character, I'm like, nope. my pride just flares up and i'm like i'm sorry have you looked at your character lately (laughs) (laughs) so there's that that's definitely the first response there's that aspect and first corinthians 15 33 i think we mentioned it above uh maybe not but it's do not be misled bad company corrupts good character right so company that affiliation Mm -hmm. that that sense that you are alongside someone else Mm mm-hmm and if it's if it's one way, it will corrupt the way you are. So, yeah. like bad company corrupts good character. A uh, good company would also purge out bad character. Right. Right. In the same sense, and that we see that. So it does affect your character. So I want to get really tangible. Mm-hmm. And we're going through uh, these these aspects of f- friendship and how they actually affect us. But how does this work out? You said I'm your, I'm the one that really affects you the most. Mm-hmm. I want to ask the listeners, how are you affecting the character of your spouse? Mm. Truly, are you driving them closer to Christ-likeness, to relationship with God, or mm-hmm. are you... I'm speaking to husbands right now, because I'm thinking, like, right now, I could probably easily be, like, a main reason that we don't go to church, or a main reason that we don't read our Bibles together, mm-hmm. that we don't pray together, that I don't, I'm not praying for you, praying for our daughters, or building them up in a way that's Christ-centered. Mm-hmm. I could also let my humor get really coarse. Mm. I could say things, I could swear and say crude, I could... Uh, what is it? Ephesians said, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. Only was helpful for building others up according to their needs and it may benefit those who listen. Mm-hmm. I could easily just throw that all out. Yeah. <laughs> and so... You could easily not submit to the Bible's authority. Yeah. So I am wondering, <laughs> is my character... Yeah. You're a daughter of God. You, God is my father-in-law in that sense. <laughs> am I making his daughter more like Christ? And can I stand before him? And hus- wives, ask yourself the same thing about your husband. Are right. you? Am I building up his character? Am mm-hmm. I, or am I emasculating him? Is he the head of our household? And if if not, am I praying for him to be that? Are those yeah. desires there? Am I? Is he just my sugar daddy, or is he? Oh, baby. Or is he my yeah. f- my friend and my lover and my the father of my children? Like those are big, big roles with. Yeah humongous responsibility a lot of them eternal response like 
it goes into like it's eternal work, right? Mm-hmm. And so, are having, you affecting your husband's character in a way that that is, yeah, pushing him to towards God, God and that mm-hmm. is honoring towards him as well? Yeah, I, I I mentioned in the last episode, I've been on Twitter a little bit more, which is hey, if you want to follow a me on Twitter, a little bit more. <laughs> hey, I no, deleted you the, I had, so Thank much you. so I deleted the app. Well, off my phone. we're trying to finish writing this book, and I was just <laughs> like, you need to go write in the morning. You cannot do this and that, and it was very motivating. He responds to strong you, leadership. <laughs> Yes, you were. You're like uh, Char- well, who's who is that? Oh, you're you're uh, D'Angelo Vickers, <laughs> D'Angelo Jeremy. Get in the conference room right now. D'Angelo Jeremy Trius Vickers, <laughs> that's you. Um, well, so yeah, that did actually help me a lot uh, in that sense that you were you were you were pushing me toward a, a, a better character, better self control, those sorts of things. So, right. okay, so well, in friendships, yeah, I think friendships require you know the time and the emotional space and the energy. Um, and for some reason, like in my head, I think I definitely, I, I, uh, friendships are the ones that I prioritize hmm. before like eating unless I'm pregnant. And then, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, I am so much more concerned about my friends hmm. than I am, you know, well, maybe a- even a, a guilt sometimes that I, I'm more concerned about my friends and the things they're going through versus, you know, I should be like paying more attention to my children in some ways. I don't think that's always the case, but I think mentally in my head and the space that I'm in sometimes, my heart gets overly concerned with, with them. So what you're, what I hear you saying is that your friends are people that you're committed to in a unique way. Yes. yes. More so than just other people. Yes. Right. We're all, we are called to, you know, care for the widow, care yes. for the sojourner, the orphan. Mm. We're called to those, those, those roles mm-hmm. as people of faith. And we do have, uh, that's where we would talk about margin, right? We have a lot of stuff in the podcast about margin. Look that up. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not what you're talking about. You're talking about you have a specific gap in your heart that cares and has a, is reserved for friends. Mm-hmm. And you're making that available Which to them. Which is why I can't have billions of friends. Because mm. I think I invest a lot into them. And I sort of, I don't, I don't always have an expectation on them. As far as like, I want, when I make a decision to serve a friend in a certain way, Uh. that is me serving them. If there's, if there's an agreement between us that we're going to, you know, be together on something and do something together, then obviously that's the expectation. But I'm not like sitting over here. That's more transactional. You're saying it's naturally not as transactional. It's much more self, self giving, which actually gives me the next, the next aspect of friendship is it's selfless love. Okay. So this is something that's very cliche but i want to read the verse from mark 12 selfless loves cliche not the verse the verse says (laughs) you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength this is the first commandment okay that's huge we love him with everything of us first Mm -hmm. he is the only king Mm. we serve him alone the second is like this you shall love your neighbor as yourself there is no other commandment greater than these Mm. so we have a god human relationship he is first the vertical and then we have the horizontal I love you as myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, selfless love. Can I really do that? Can I really love you as if you are me? Without the Holy Spirit, I would argue that you can't. Right. <laughs> I would argue that you can't. You yeah. have to have God's help yeah. to love somebody in a truly selfless way. So what is what is friendship? What are you, you going to say something? Well, no, I was just going to quote C.S. Lewis. And I think. Mm, love this. When he talks about friendship, um, and especially in marriage, I, I'd. He says, it's when we're doing things together that friendship springs up. Painting, sailing ships, praying, philosophizing. That's what it says. I need to use that word more often. And fighting shoulder to shoulder. Friends look in the same direction. Yeah. And I think that's very much 
a picture of of marriage you know it's it's doing things together yeah. fun even hard so we had um just to speak to that note we had a friend in our community group passed away from mm-hmm. cancer mm-hmm. she's she was young 40 years old mm-hmm. and um the, her husband, so they're from a different town. Her husband was out of town. They're doing the memorial there. He was. He spent a couple of weeks out there. When he came before he came back, we wanted to make sure that his landscaping wasn't completely out of control because spring just hit and his grass was like like a foot long. Right. When it rains all year here, everything grows yeah. like crazy when the sun hits. <laughs> and the sun hit, and spring was there in full bloom. Mm-hmm. And so we rallied. So four four guys and um, the gals came. And I remember, so I was mowing, we had to get two lawnmowers going because it had a pretty big yard and it was really long. So I was mowing mm-hmm. and um, V was there, yeah, mm-hmm. our, our, our friend V. And I just remember like doing that with him and just feeling this, this sense of like deep affection for mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. and for Mark, who was cleaning out these gutters mm-hmm. and for Jake, who was all inside of the house, like pruning trees and branches and mm-hmm. ripping stuff out. And as it was like a whole winter's worth of landscaping and we right. were just there for a couple hours. Right. But I remember like afterward, I was mowing the lawn and like feeling that sweat on your brow, mm-hmm. you know, my f- shoes are all green right. and I want to just give V a big old hug. Like you're my right. brother. Right. And, and that's like, we were, we were walking shoulder to shoulder. And I, it's funny cause I asked Jess. So Jake, Jake and Jess, this is their neighbors that we've become all good friends with. And I asked her, I was like, does, does, does our friend know that we're doing this? Right. Does he know that? And she's like, she's like, yeah, I definitely asked him. She's like, I'm not about, I don't like doing things like without like, anonymously because I don't think it gives, mm. That's um good it, you know we really sorry go ahead <laughs> just turn me off there um we need to um acknowledge the church and the body of christ and i think that it's not about you know oh look at us we're taking credit for this it's really about us understanding how we are serving one another how we're loving one another and how we're glorifying god together and we're mm. that french our friendship is being built through our service um you know, the receiver of that is feeling loved and appreciated in a mm-hmm. very tangible way. That's um, good. So I guess just all that to kind of say and acknowledge that we're not saying this to pat ourselves on the back. We're saying this because God is at work and he is doing yes, things even yeah. in the midst of pain. And I think it's in those hard, painful times that our friendships, they deepen, they grow. We serve together. I can't tell you how many friendships I think that have grown deeper because we've been serving someone who's under you know walked through a horrible tragedy um and and it's like i'm coming alongside this other woman and we are serving together Mm. and we just grow together in that space and time and the same goes for so that was a really tangible kind of service opportunity that we all got to participate in but our pastor rob Mm -hmm. he was he he wasn't even preaching on sunday and i was just so thankful for him because of his leadership his his boldness in terms of proclaiming the gospel uncompromisingly yeah and I just walked up to him. I had, I, I didn't, I didn't, I don't seek him out because everybody's trying to seek him out. So I just, I happened to run into him and mm-hmm. I just gave him a big old hug. I was like, I love you, man. Thank you for your leadership. I'm with you. Mm. And I, he's the kind of guy that I feel like he, he kind of, he's like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But I know that that gets into his, mm-hmm. into his guts and he, he needs to know that he's got guys that are standing alongside him and I'd do anything for him. Mm-hmm. He's become a friend, not just because he's our pastor, but because we've had to, we spent a lot of time together. But right. uh, anyway. So. Yeah, bringing okay. it all back again <laughs> around to marriage. Well, I think there's a lot of truths that listeners can glean and understand the parallels and how friendship fits and not just fits mm, into yeah. marriage, but how it functions in marriage. Um, I was reading, uh, it was funny, I read like two different articles and they all talked about marriage being a friendship on fire. So That's it's good. not just like 
again, it's not a girlfriend, girlfriend friendship or a, a guy and a guy. It's it's this this friendship that is alive, that is burning. It's on fire. It's growing. Um, on in fire your in marriage, a good way. In a good way. Ablaze with passion, with yeah. the fires of love <laughs> and friendship. Yes. <laughs> Just don't burn the ships with those, right? Yeah. So you're basically saying that friendship is on fire in marriage. It gets like an amplified expression. Mm-hmm. So fr- your friendship in your marriage should be an amplified expression of mm-hmm. these things. What do we talk about? You affect each other's joy. Mm-hmm. We've talked about many times as a spouse, don't be the thermos, what, the thermo, what, what is it? Thermostat, thermo, whatever. Goodness, I can't think of Be it. Be the thermostat. Be the thermostat, not the. I can't think of the I can't word. Think of the word. <laughs> it's the one that tells the temperature. Goodness, set the temp. Don't tell the temp. How's yeah. that? I feel I'm embarrassed right now. <laughs> uh, friends are loyal. You know, I am not. They're loyal. I'm so loyal to you. I would. I, I can't imagine. And by God's grace, He has continued this in us. But I can't imagine giving any of myself away to anyone else. Well, I think that's else. part of purpose of his word right Mm -hmm. the purpose of his biblical instruction this is the design it's not just no the no the no is the bound thermometer it's the thermometer (laughs) dang it (laughs) the no might be the boundary but the reasons why are the are the things that keep us inside those gates right Mm. and so flourishing deep relationship affecting each other's character growing in spiritual um fruits and spiritual Mm. identity like these are all Mm. things that happen within our marriage that's so good. And you mentioned covenant, right? Because of that, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So that's what you mean. Like within, it's amplified because of the, the construct of covenant. Yeah. How God has built it and modeled that in Christ. So again, we talk about Jesus mm-hmm. being our example of friendship. Well, Jesus was the fulfill, the fulfillment, mm-hmm. is that the word? <laughs> of God's Are you questioning covenant. all your words Yes, now? I am. I'm, it's like <laughs> it's my right. brain stopped working. But he is... He every is, day for me. <laughs> he, he is it. Yes. Right? On every, every covenantal aspect of God's character is fulfilled in Christ. And we have him as our example of friendship. Now, be that to each other. Yes. You can't yes. be your savior, but you can be a friend in that way. Right. Selfless way. So it brings life to the covenant. Mm-hmm. It's a really unique way. That's, again, friendship within marriage amplifies, is an amplified expression of mm-hmm. friendship in, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. We see that in Song of Solomon. We see that in so many different places, but it's there. Secondly, it brings life to the covenant. The emotional intimacy, the spiritual intimacy are Experience. deep. Yeah. They're yeah. so deep. This giving and giving and receiving of each other. Right. Giving of myself to you. Receiving of all of you. We talk about transparency all the time. Right. All the time. We talk about it all the time. <laughs> we do. <laughs> and we're writing an entire book on it. And it's very important to us because that, that is the free flow of yourself right. to another. Is being right. transparent with Hiding them. does nothing. Yeah, we we are hidden in Christ. Therefore, I don't have to hide yeah. from from anything. I don't have to hide from God anymore. I don't have to ha- I don't have to hide from my spouse anymore. Some deep truths there. And so that emotional and spiritual intimacy is only available within this context. Yeah, right? I like your next point. So yeah. funny because we were talking about it, and it leads into the second because the last point is like laughter together and sharing yeah. humor. But this, your point before this, is just kind of funny. Well, like, and I, I don't know. I want it's like BFF. <laughs> I want to put this out there and I want to see how people, I want to see how it lands because in the way I put it is it's the the supremacy of your spouse as your friend, as your best friend, right? Or your, your, the supremacy of your spouse as friend in general, meaning that you top, you're the top of my, all my friends. (laughs) You top. Yeah. You're the top. And so again, I said earlier that if I could hang out with anybody, any one of my friends or my wife on like a Saturday all day, nine times out of 10, I'm picking my wife. Nine times out of the ten. Time? The tenth time, it's like, eh. how dare you? I'm kidding. How dare you? But, but Basically, I'm, saying your spouse is your supreme friend. 
Yeah. And that they are the they are the one that you want to spend your time with. And I think that if that's not the case, I think on a consistent basis, like I get it. Sometimes we annoy each other, right? But I still want to hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get past the, annoy- the yes. annoyance. Yeah. So if you would just stop being annoying, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah, whatever. But we all, I think, have those moments of, you know, we wanting, we're wanting some space. Maybe it's our personality. Maybe we're an introvert, extrovert, whatever. But no, despite all of those, like, moments, I think the overall notion is that my spouse is my bestest best friend on this whole planet. Mm. There's no one else I'd rather yeah. be with, live with start a family with experience good bad hard times mm. with like there's no one else i want to walk this earth with yeah that's and good so that is what we mean when we say supremacy of your spouse and if you feel friend. like you're not there because i know there's a husband listening to this or a wife listening mm-hmm. to this who wants it but can't yeah. seem to find it in their marriage um i think we have some we're going to give you some tangible kind of thoughts on it not right. that they're going to be these magic pills that you take and all of a sudden this is all fixed the bottom line is christ has to be at the center right. you need to be in biblical community mm-hmm. the church and have some advocates you need to have your, some advocates your for your marriage. marriage yeah um and and honestly just a lot of times if you're if you're not equally yoked in terms of christ is not at the center mm-hmm. he, he may be at the center of your life but he's not at the center of your spouse's life and therefore not at the center of your marriage mm-hmm. then um there's not a lot you can do other than loving and praying mm-hmm loving generously and praying fervently mm-hmm. for them and getting help like if yeah. there's some sort of dysfunction or, or yeah a lot of times there's there. some deeper pain and some yeah. past trauma that needs to be dealt with and definitely get a counselor a christian biblical based counselor yeah. involved get some pastoral care um these are kind of i think yeah. things that we we would say if you're having trouble you have it, you know, feeling Don't like your alone. friend. Yeah. yeah. And if you're having trouble and you feel like your friendship is kind of deteriorating your marriage, here's a few things that we think you should try. Or do. And that's where the, the friendship, like we talked about with Job, right? Mm-hmm. You need people to come with you, sit with you, meet with you. And mm. in a sense, just, just be with you yeah. and encourage you, right? Yeah. You don't need friends that are going to tell you to stay curse god and die advocate <laughs> get rid of your marriage advocate. it's not going to work no you need friends that don't don't let your friends do what job's friends did is what yeah. i'm saying and so have them come in and be advocates for you so tangible ways to build your friendship as a married couple what do you got dating, uh, dating well yes dating's always one but you got to be intentional about the dating you know we talk about this you know no screens um mm. i would say go out and do something without a screen that's what a date is eating food together, <laughs> sitting yep. and talking together. And dating, um, as we talked about, is is honestly, it's just a means to get at one another. Yes. So a lot of times we say do something that's fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? Because that, that um, brings your barriers down. You start to laugh together. You start to have a new experience together. That does something to you emotionally with your endorphins, but also mm-hmm. mentally and all these different things, f- physiologically. Right. So having fun and doing unique, special things yeah. is because you're trying to get back to a place of... Right. Connection, connection and friendship yeah. and so yeah. that's why selena's saying don't just drone out or zone out in front of a, a theater screen or a screen at home or in yeah. front of your phones yeah if you go out to dinner like talk <laughs> don't just browse <laughs> although i will say there's something to be said for eating slow and having just a quiet moment <laughs> when you have young children sometimes that is like yeah, be the best yeah. therapy <laughs> But, um, yeah, laugh a lot together. Give yourself an opportunity to laugh together as, as a married couple, but also with your children. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave that there. Um, safety. Mm. Safety. Being able to be honest and not be rejected, I think. So this comes on the heels of the whole transparency 
deal. Right. One well, emotional safety, I think. Like, right. So it's one thing to be feel like you can say anything. It's another to feel like you're you're not going to be loved after you say that thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So an emotionally safe marriage says I can come to you with anything, and right. I'm confident that you're not going to just run or attack me. Right. And there's a way, obviously, if you're comfortable right. in that, you know, there's still a way to approach those kinds of things. Um, but do things together. That's the last point. Do things together, things that you both enjoy. This is not an opportunity to go get all those, um, you know, chores or get all those errands run together and just think you're going to get time together. Although that could work if... Uh, Yeah, but it's not what I'm saying. It's not what we're saying. Do things together that you both enjoy. So if you both like being outside and you both like walking, that seems like a pretty basic one. On that note. You don't even have to like walking. Just go Friends, for a walk. Friends, Fierce outside. Marriage Podcast listeners, Fierce I am proud marriage. to say that my efforts have finally bared, borne fruit in my life. And Selena has joined me as my gym buddy. Yes! <laughs> I did. Yes! I did. It's twofold, though. I had, to, I had to take a break from my women's gym because I am five months pregnant. And it's really hard to keep up on those <laughs> CrossFit moves. <laughs> and most of them are like, you know, the whole sit-ups and on your back stuff. So, so friends, your prayers, break. your prayers have been answered. <laughs> And your support has been appreciated. So the things that we do together and we enjoy, we do enjoy going to the gym together. It's more, it's fun. We and just you, laugh together. I we work hard this. together. And you're tough. Thanks. You are so tough. You push yourself so hard, and thanks. you're stronger than I, than I. Um, I thought you had weak arms. I don't know. Your arms are pretty. They're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Selena, I, the other and day, what did we we're going to end this podcast. Was right it on the podcast? Where I was like, yeah, I can probably, you know, I can for sure squat more than you. And you're like, not for sure. And I'm like. Absolutely, for sure, I can. You did squat throw out your back though the other day when you tried to squat more. So it's because you distracted me with your no, nope. your womanly nope. figure. Oh yes. I just how can I possibly lift when the most beautiful woman alive <laughs> is standing right there? You're the one that wanted this to happen. Just kidding. I did too. It's a slower <laughs> okay. pace for me, but it's helping me stay healthy and just moving feels good. It's not about losing weight, people. It's just about feeling good, being healthy, and being healthy. Yeah. So okay, so again, laughing together and all that kind of stuff. Okay, final one I want to say on building your friendship within your marriage is serve one another. Oh, that's the last one. Be generous to mm. each other. Okay. So friendship is, it's servant motivated. Yeah. It's service mo- motivated. It's generosity. Like the, the default position of friendship is generosity. It's not, what can I take? It's what can I give? Mm. And so within your marriage, let that be the new normal for you. Yeah. Meaning that if there is a thing you're arguing about, whether it's where to go for dinner after lunch after church, or if it's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the big thing is or the small thing, yeah. why not be generous? Why not just give it away? Mm. Why not? Why are you fighting over it? Why can't you just, you know, serve each other in that way? Mm-hmm. So let that be kind of a prick in your spirit, if, if that's the right word. There you go. A little, a little thing that may, might remind you that next time you're having a little argument, you feel it you know kind of cropping up in that way yeah give yeah always give default to giving okay i would say that would probably be one of our couple's challenges is just consider these things to build your friendship you know start with praying for each other going on a date being honest and transparent with Mm, each other that's good find safety within each other do things together that you both enjoy serve one another and be Mm. super generous wherever you can with each other so how the couple's challenge. That's good. Here's a really tangible thing. If you haven't yet, we have these books. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if most of you, most of you have, have picked them up already. Cause yeah. you guys are awesome like that listeners, but we have these books It's the 31 days pursuit challenge. 
It's husband in pursuit and wife in pursuit. So the challenge is two books. It's a bundle. They they are meant to happen side by side, but these are those are tangible ways to actually pursue each other in light of how we have been pursued mm-hmm. in Christ. Um, it does. It will expand your knowledge and understanding of the gospel, and therefore your knowledge and understanding of what it means to love your spouse. Mm-hmm. And so check those out. Go to 31daypursuit.com. You can also find them. Just go to our website, Fierce Marriage. But the quickest way is 31daypursuit.com. It will be helpful to you. So I think that's an episode. Selena, why don't you do the honor of praying us out? Jesus, thank you so much for all of these listeners. I pray for the marriages that are being affected uh, by the words that we speak and the words that we have learned and ideas we've gleaned from your word, God. I pray that your word would be the authority in their lives as it is in ours. I pray that we would um, just be partners walking through this life together um, and that you would build our friendship with each other, that we would laugh together, that we would uh, be affectionate with one another, that we would be generous and loyal and transparent and giving to one another, Father. Um, Help us to understand this idea of friendship and what and how Jesus is our ultimate friend and help us to help our spirits to understand that, help our minds to break that down and help our hearts to really digest that um, and help our hands to really do that. Uh, we love you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. While you were praying, I was, um, came to me. Maybe we should talk about respect one of these times, what that means. So I cry for help again. <laughs> to cry for help. <laughs> R-E-S-P-C-T. C-C-T. <laughs> Find out what it means to me, Selena. Um, no, I, well, the reason I say that is because I think the foundation of a strong yeah. friendship is res- mutual respect right, right. for each other. Like you can't, you can't be curious about somebody if you don't respect them. You're not, you don't actually value totally fully head to toe yeah. who they are. Yeah. So you talk about that, or I think it's either that. So the next ones are 100th episode. So that's why I'm. Oh man. Um, it's either that or like the cross there. and marriage. It's so a good one too. Marriage and the cross, and that's a huge topic. But I'm so on fire over it right now. I've been reading a lot on it. So, so anyway, good. join us next week for whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And this episode is in the can. All right, we will see you in about seven days. Until then, stay fierce. <laughs>